Big news in the wrestling and sports world. UFC and WWE are now one company known as TKO. That's right. Vince McMahon is no longer the most powerful executive in the WWE. Plus, big returns on Monday Night Raw and, oh yeah, even more CM Punk stuff to get to. It's Sports Keto Wrestling. I'm Kev Kellum with you guys live as always. Would love to hear from you. Hit the like button. Get into the comments below. An interactive show where we talk about the latest hot wrestling news stories of the day. Would love to hear from all of you. If it's your first time, don't make it your last time. Turn those notifications on so you know exactly when we go live. Or just watch it on demand. You know, just catch it whenever you can catch it. All that good stuff. Get it in the podcast form as well. Whole bunch of stuff popping off. If you haven't hit the like button, what are you doing? What is going on with WWE and their new ownership? We'll talk about that here in a little bit. We'll also talk about the return of Nia Jax. She showed up on Monday at Raw and the latest on a WWE executive talking about a potential, the, 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 the temperature of one CM Punk within the WWE locker room. So we'll talk about that. A lot to get into on today's show. So if you're sticking around, you're, you pick the good one to hop in on. I'll, I'll say that much. Uh, but let's get into the news of the day. WWE and UFC are officially now one company. Under the ownership of Endeavor, Endeavor is a massive company. It'll now be worth about $21.9 billion, a huge, huge company now uh, that this becomes. And certainly something that will change, uh, not right away, but change the way you as a wrestling fan follow WWE. How is that going to be effective? Well, it's not exactly clear. Uh, Ari Emanuel, big power broker in entertainment, uh, of course, head of the Endeavor Corporation. Uh, he appeared on CNBC. Of course, everyone who's a part of this new company, Mark Shapiro, another big executive, along with Vince McMahon and Triple H, also appeared at the New York Stock Exchange today. Uh, they had a lot to say about this massive new company, uh, it, which will, as you can see, lay out numbers here. One, one billion plus social media flowers, one billion global fans, 100 plus 80 countries. I mean. WWE is already massive enough as it is, but obviously this this is a big deal. Uh, and uh, I know a lot of people may be worried, oh, how is this going to affect my wrestlers? And I, I, the major thing in moving forward here is where are you going to view WWE? I think that's the major thing for you as fans to kind of pay attention to is how is this going to affect how you watch Money at Raw, SmackDown, NXT, premium live events moving forward? Uh, right now, WWE is in a negotiation window with NBC Universal for Raw and SmackDown, uh, and obviously wherever else it could possibly go, and SmackDown airing on Fox. Uh, there is some talk from Wrestling Observer's news, newsletter that, you know, maybe Fox is not going to want to add another $100 million to the annual fee rights fee for uh, SmackDown, which SmackDown is the most viewed show in pro wrestling right now. But it has been a big, beneficial show to them and has done very, very well in the five years it's been there since 2019, the first billion-dollar deal. Billion-dollar deals following with NBC Universal for the new rights in the past years for Raw and a recent separate deal for NXT, not nearly as much as Monday at Raw. And then you have that premium streaming deal for the entire backlog, basically the WWE Network on Peacock in the United States. That's a billion-dollar deal. So the streaming deal, by the way, is not up until 2026, so that may not change. There may be other events they do 
outside of that, though. Uh, so that is the big deal that I think you will see right away. Now, a lot of people immediately thinking, well, how is this going to affect me as a fan? I think it could affect you with merchandise, how merchandise is sold, how events are marketed. If you're a UFC fan, you'll be hearing a lot more about WWE. If you're a WWE fan, you're going to be hearing a lot more about UFC. Uh, and so I think they're going to want to try and make fans out of both. Uh, they're going to try and play on the kind of maybe broader net of fan base that WWE has. Not to say that UFC isn't a huge company. It is one of the biggest sports properties in the world and certainly the biggest in combat sports. Bigger than anything in boxing, you know, boxing still is a strong property. Uh, but how people consume UFC and consume WWE are two different things, two very different things. But I think there's a certainly a, a Venn diagram you could draw of so a lot of people doing both would love to hear from you guys love to hear your comments about this whole thing too so sound off here uh would love to hear from you guys uh sign in in here uh had a, oh oh thank you so much chris aldridge saying i had a great new account to talk great lesson guy for wrestling news thank you so much chris i appreciate it. you set up a new account appreciate that oh terrell Diggs. uh love loving the uh the comments here uh, Seth is saying Triple H is still a uh, chief creative officer. Yes, he is still the chief creative officer. I know there was some talk of money at Raw having some last night changes from uh, WWE executive chairman Vince McMahon. Those are minor changes. I wouldn't say they were massive from what I could see and what was reported. So I wouldn't be too alarmist about that. So uh, here's how things break down for the new ownership of WWE and who owns what and who plays what role. Okay, so the official company is now going to be traded as TKO, UFC and WWE together. They will still operate as separate entities. Dana White will still be the president of the UFC. That will not change. Vince McMahon will remain the executive chairman of WWE. He is no longer the majority shareholder. That is Endeavor. They own 51% of the company. Vince McMahon will retain 16% of the company. So he does have a minority stake in the company. So the McMahon era of the company is now done after nearly 70 years. Uh, Ari Emanuel going on the record. WWE is optimally positioned for future growth and success as part of TKO. Uh, obviously, this is uh, part of owning it now. WWE shareholders will have 49% of this company moving forward to Dana White, obviously controlling UFC. So what are the other breakdowns of roles here? Uh, Loris Epstein will be the senior executive vice president and chief operating officer of the UFC. He'll retain that role. Nick Khan will now be the C will move from WWE CEO to president. That was a temporary role he had during the transition. More Nick Khan within this show, by the way, comments he had about CM Punk. We'll talk about that. Um, this is uh, certainly a shakeup. Vince McMahon, obviously still involved in some of the uh, creative things. I know some people, fans, freak out about that, but Triple H retaining his uh, role as chief content officer. Uh, so that's where things stand currently. Uh, now, what changes for WWE? What uh, layoffs are a big concern here? There are redundancies. Uh, it's worth noting that UFC and WWE both have separate production facilities. Would those be merged into one facility? Where would that be? Uh, there's a lot of people in the office roles in both UFC and WWE that feel um, that layoffs could come. Though Nikon has communicated to them and has did didn't give much clarity about that, but he did reference uncertainty in corporate mergers. He did say that they uh, hope to preserve WWE's special culture within the company. So uh, certainly interesting moving forward here. Uh, this is a huge deal. This is uh, one of the biggest deals in entertainment this year, especially when you consider all the different stuff going on with SAG-AFTRA. WWE operating outside of that. Good time for them to negotiating a television contract outside of a SAG-AFTRA show or, or WWE. GA show where there's writers. So those are both on strike right now. So WWE, this merger is happening at a very, very good time 
where a lot of big things could happen for them. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, the big thing that I think fans have to think of is how is this going to affect you? How are you going to view the shows? I go back to TV rights. Uh, Ari Emanuel and C- CNBC talked about the TV rights being a critical part of the business. It's a lot of money. A lot of money is made from that. Uh, and, and it drives almost every other sector of the wrestling business. WWE has been, and I believe will continue to be, and this is not me being a homer or anything like that, the number one wrestling brand. It's not going to change. And this deal cements that. This is $21.9 billion combined wealth of this company. They have a lot of resources. And they're getting into a position, and also the way you consume media is getting into a position where some crazy things could happen moving forward. Following up Meltzer's report earlier about maybe Fox getting weary about signing a new deal with an increased rate. They're paying around $205 million a year on this deal over five years. Billion dollar deal. And that they wouldn't maybe want to pay $300 million a year for SmackDown specifically. They want to sell SmackDown as its own property. They want to sell Raw and NXT as their own properties. Now, this can get confusing for how you consume those weekly shows and where are they available? Are they available on a traditional cable channel like they are now and by defunct associated streaming services? You know, you get Peacock episodes of Raw and SmackDown a month after the air. Sometimes you get them the next day on whatever your you know, subscribed cable system is. So what's the next move? Well, you got Meltzer. And I'll take this with a grain of salt, but I've, I've always speculated this could be true, that there is some possible interest from Disney and Amazon in whatever those properties could be, specifically SmackDown. Now, uh, it is a belief of Meltzer that Raw and NXT will stay with NBC Universal. Once again, the streaming deal, premium live events, those are staying on Peacock for at least into 2026. This is just a deal for SmackDown to likely move to a new property. Now, where would Disney put SmackDown? They have FXX. They have those cable properties. They have some cable channels. They have ABC. They have the ABC network. Could SmackDown, which has already proven it could could do well on network television, move over to ABC? That's a possibility. Could it move over to ESPN? I'm less likely, and there's ESPN executives that have gone on the record saying that's kind of hard, considering how much sports they carry and the conflicts there that would be there. So that's something that could affect you as fans. Worth speculating on. Uh, Another thing is just, we mentioned it earlier, Vince McMahon's involved in this company, but he's no longer the most powerful man in WWE. Certainly going to be one of the more influential people in it, and he's certainly the reason that this Merger was completed. I wonder if this merger would have happened without him involved. Despite all the scandals and different things that are well-reported and well-documented, I I could go into those, but I would be getting off on a tangent here and uh, off the main topic. The McMahon era of WWE, as we know it, is done, even though he's certainly involved with it and will always be kind of seen and connected spiritually, symbolically, marketing, everything. The WWE is a McMahon creation. Now Endeavor, TKO. It's theirs, and they can guide the ship. What are some different things you think I you think they might do? I want to know. I think you're going to be seeing just a lot more appearances of different people here. Uh, here we go from a comment from David Trocky. David Trocky, riding with me hard. Thank you so much, David. He goes, 
do you think we will see Endeavor on TV like we did with Vince? Oh, like like they're appearing on television or playing a certain role? No, I really, really don't uh, because Endeavor as a company really was hands-off with UFC. Uh, they made changes to the back end of the business to reduce cost and different stuff like that. But they really didn't get involved too much in terms of what you, things you saw on television. I don't really think you'll see Vince as an on-screen character. Maybe he'll make an appearance here or there. Uh, but I don't think he'll ever play like a Mr. McMahon role. I don't think Ari Emanuel is going to be in a character or anything like that. Don't think that's going to happen. Um, Russell Haddix. People make jokes about Disney, but Disney is not what it used to be. But also WWE is already family friendly, depending on who you're talking to. But certainly they, they draw all sectors of the family. So WWE going to uh, or being on Disney would be crazy. Uh, let's talk about this. This is a crazy one here. Do I think SmackDown would stream on Max? Not right now, Jim Thorne. Uh, you know, Warner Brothers Discovery owns HBO Max. Max is a streaming service. And like a lot of different streaming services, they have a lot of debt. They are losing money on that significantly. Uh, and they've lost uh, uh, even more with the writer's strike and the, the possible threat that are they going to have enough content on there in the months to come as this strike drags out. Uh, that, that could change the, the role of an Ollie Wrestling. If WWE gets a good TV deal, the trickle-down economics of this are pretty good for All Elite Wrestling, which is already doing business with Warner Brothers Discovery. There is uh, limited AEW content on HBO Max. I don't know if All Access was on there. Their limited run um, behind-the-scenes series was on there. Uh, there was some promotion for the launch of HBO Max when it came out on AEW Dynamite. Dynamite doesn't stream on it next day. Uh, it's still done traditionally through the, the same cable channels and everything like that. Airs on Wednesday, Rampage airs on Friday, Collision on Saturday. If I'm Warner Brothers Discovery and you want to get cord-cutting wrestling fans, get it on Max. Get the pay-per-views on Max if I'm them. Now, if WWE goes in there, it's worth noting TNT as a brand internationally has WWE in some markets internationally. They're not just like on Fox everywhere in the world. You know, They have a different deal with BT Sport in the UK. They have a different deal in... Uh, with WWE has in Sony you know, in, in India, which is their second biggest television market. So the, these deals vary market to market. Maybe there's a possibility you get WWE on Max in some countries, maybe not in the United States. I would say maybe that's the only backdoor way around it. Uh, <laughs> Damon's uh, big news. Oh, big news for trailer trash communities all around the world. Whatever, dude. Uh, yeah, so uh, getting in here, I want to hear from more of you guys here. Uh, people make, uh, the Disney comments. Want to make sure I get to those people saying Disney would be ridiculous. Uh, uh all these different things. Hopefully we see it be PG 14. Uh, I don't think that's going to change. Uh, I mean, UFC certainly is a pretty violent sport and Endeavor doesn't mind marketing to a more older crowd, but WWE's made a lot of money with the PG change. They've made a lot of money, a lot of money. And, and I, I don't think that changes. Uh, but I do think they want to be able to merge and kind of play off of each other in terms of promoting events. It, that's why you do these things. That's why mergers like this happen. Uh, I can see talent who are never used uh, be let go, like Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander. I've heard nothing about um, talent cuts in WWE. Nothing. There is no smoke there at all. And I'm not saying that can't happen. I just don't see any right now. I don't hear any right now. Uh, the people I talk to feel they don't feel it right now. A lot of the cuts, layoffs that we see, at least right now, by the way, uh, while I'm talking to you here on the 12th of September, is office. There's a very, very big concern within the office structure of WWE where there's a lot of people that work and UFC 
of cuts there. And I'm rooting for all those people in a, you know, kind of challenging time. You know, this is, and this is a big, this is a big transition for, for both companies. Chris Aldridge, great show. Gotta get ready for work now. See you later. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. I'm a part of your day. I like, I like when pe- I'm a part of someone's day and their routine. That's always fun. I appreciate it. Uh, people saying, um, want to get to more comments here. Uh, here we go. This is a crazy one. Elvis Lewis Serrano. With the merge, is it possible we can see a UFC fight at Mania? That would be awesome, like promoting UFC at Mania or something. I don't know if you're going to see a legitimate fight, an MMA fight in WWE, or a, I don't think a UFC audience would really respond to um, a pro wrestling match, but maybe a pro wrestling angle. You know, Undertaker and Brock Lesnar did that like maybe 12, 13 years ago. Undertaker said, you want to go? And he kind of approached him. And it kind of got revealed years later that that was Undertaker and Brock Lesnar trying to like set up something and drive things in a certain direction. So uh, I can see things like that. Maybe like a big name from WWE appearing at ringside at UFC and they set up an angle for something at WrestleMania, vice versa. Maybe someone from UFC appearing on Monday Night Raw to promote a fight. And uh, they get to be like a guest star. Those things. Legitimate fights, though. uh, That would be odd. Uh, That would be odd. Maybe I I wouldn't mind it like as a prelim thing, but I think it would be it'd be blurring the lines too much because is it legitimate? Is it a legitimate sporting contest? We know WWE is a scripted form of entertainment with athletes and entertainers uh, and UFC is a legitimate sport. I don't think they want to change it, especially because UFC makes so much money on gambling and, and different things like that. Uh, will we be seeing UFC fighters Monday on raw? I think you'll be seeing it at some point. I don't know when, I don't know how much uh, Jeff and Jeff and I'm trying to keep my head here on screen. Uh, this merger could help both companies succeed and the fans would be satisfied with pay-per-views and programming. However, I'm wondering how Vince McMahon will feel not having full ownership of his company. Well, Vince McMahon is a man who's in his late 70s, just had some very serious health procedures. He did appear today at the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, He has not spoken to the press today. Um, but you know, he was very much out in front of this thing the day after WrestleMania, when this was announced strategically for WWE and was very much a big part of this deal being completed. And that's why he came back to the company, despite all the scandals and investigations and things like that into him uh, and legal things. I think he's at a point where this is something they were building to for years and it happened. This has been a long-term plan to sell the company. And by the way, they haven't sold all of the company. Still a possibility. <laughs> there could be another another interest and stuff like that too. Uh, and also there may be a part of Vince where I want to retain this ownership and pass it down to my family. Uh, and there is other people that own a stake in WWE. They're in the McMahon family. Linda McMahon, you know, reportedly has still a majority share uh, worth of that WWE chunk. And it's publicly traded too as well. So you can now publicly trade this as one stock together, TKO, if you want to get into it. Last I checked, it was over $100, $103 last time I looked here before I went live. Uh, people saying this, we're already doing this. We're already, we're already making dream matches. Connor McGregor, Roman Reigns would be an unreal WrestleMania main event. Are they going to do that? I think you can see some people from UFC jumping over to WWE at some point and doing more stuff like that. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how this goes here. Uh, Bitmilga, do you think um, 
Endeavor will keep stuff on Peacock. That'll be interesting. That's so far away. That's 2026. Uh, I could see, you know, WWE's done these like small side deals with Netflix. I mentioned earlier Fox uh, potentially not wanting to spend more on SmackDown as a property. And SmackDown is the most watched wrestling show weekly in the entire genre. So uh, it'll be interesting. I, I don't know if Peacock would change right now. Peacock is so built around WWE events. And there's a lot of people I've talked to uh, closer to the NBC Universal side that, that say it's a big part of their presentation. But now, you know, they have live sports on there and they have some live NFL games, college football games. So, you know, maybe WWE helped them get going in that regard as a service. But I don't know. I I could see, I could see, you know, other people would be concerned about this. UFC is a pay-per-view product, whereas WWE is a premium streaming product where they push those premium live events. Uh are you going to have wrestling fans okay with the idea of something going back to pay-per-view? You know? Uh, oh, you get it on Peacock, but you got to pay 50 bucks to watch WrestleMania. I don't know if people would be down for that. Two nights of WrestleMania, 50 bucks a night? Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how people would respond to that type of news. Is that fair? Be interesting to see how this plays out here. Uh, we'll get into the other news. I want to cover these other big stories here. Uh, and I want to talk about this one that happened uh, that certainly got people talking. They were not quiet on the internet when Nia Jax showed up. Yeah, Nia Jax is now back in the WWE. Uh, this one really upset some people. Uh, I can tell you this. I saw some people really, really lose it uh, uh, on Twitter when, th- when this was uh, something that broke out and was known and was something that I knew people were going to get upset about. Uh, I want to I talk to you guys about this. This was the end of Monday Night Raw. Uh, and Monday Night Raw saw Raquel Rodriguez challenge Rhea Ripley for the WWE Women's World Championship. And the ending saw Nia Jax return to WWE and wreck both of them and really wreck Rhea Ripley. And I know there's some people really loyal to Rhea Ripley. She's one of the most popular and talked about people in all of professional wrestling. And Nia Jax is one of the most hated. But you care. It's not like you didn't care. You care. Uh, you got to have someone get in the ring with Rhea Ripley who is strong, formidable, physically, and has a personality and knows how to frame themselves to camera. And I'm not saying Raquel Rodriguez couldn't do that. I thought they had a fine match. Fine match for main event. And uh, certainly played on some things that they got to do at the Payback pay-per-view. I thought the pay-per-view match they had at uh, Payback, Raquel and Rhea, was a good match. Not great, but good. Uh, and I thought they almost were a little bit better on Raw. But Nia Jax coming back now, going to upset some people. Really, really going to upset some people. I want to hear from you guys here. Why is Nia Jax back? Was that a Vince move or an Endeavor move? I don't know. Uh, I can tell you that WWE uh, had the hiring freeze into 2023 at some point in the summer that was lifted. Uh, There's been reports that other people have been back with the company for months now. They just haven't been brought back on television like AOP, Authors of Pain, and Paul Ellering. Brian Pillman, his AEW deal um, expired. And at some point, he's supposed to report to duty at WWE NXT. That's been widely reported for weeks now. Uh, And you can see some other names coming over. 
you know, end of 2024, uh, going into 2024, end of 2023, some deals are going to go up in WWE and AEW, and then then we're going to get into a whole other conversation. But uh, I don't know if it was a Vince move, but it's certainly something where you need someone else. When Rhea Ripley's so popular, you need someone else in there to be a challenger. And she's kind of mowed through everyone fairly quickly since winning the title. This is a new rebranded world title. I think that's a factor. Uh, you want to do the Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley thing for the third time, but I think they want to save that for something else. And there's a lot of time between now and big shows like Survivor Series. And you have week-to-week television. You need someone new. Uh, and you're going to have women that are just tag team players. You know, the WWE women's tag team titles are women's tag belts are kind of really snake bit by injuries upon injuries. Uh, and they're trying to do something different. And those will really be mid card and that's okay. You gotta have tears. Uh, and if Rhea needs a fresh challenger, bringing in an outside player who kind of jumps the line of what's there, maybe jumps the line of some of your favorites and guess what you care. And maybe now this kind of lionizes Rhea Ripley, who's seen as a heel, but people are still cheering for, her, you know, and a lot of people just drooling when Rhea gets out of the ring, men and women. I'm calling you all out, I'm calling you out for your simpy, simpy, simpy behavior. <laughs> I've seen some comments, man. Um, yeah. People say, write my comments in all caps and maybe I'll see it. Yeah, <laughs> I probably will. <laughs> Mike Graney, uh, do you, in your personal opinion, now that the merger has gone through with anyone, you see anyone not renewing their contracts with WWE? Yeah, that's a really great question. Uh, I don't know. Um, it's certainly something where it's going to change how people feel they can be represented in WWE and they can be given opportunities outside of just doing wrestling stuff. Cause it's worth noting. I really think the opportunity to sign with WWE now under the TKO Endeavor banner is I would hope if you're in WWE that this opens up real opportunities for you in Hollywood. Obviously a lot of people have done this in WWE. The Rock is a basic big example, Batista, John Cena, uh, and many, many others have gone and done other things, smaller scale, little scale, and worked in entertainment outside of WWE, scripted TV shows, reality shows, what have you. I think this opens up a lot more doors for that because Endeavor is one of the biggest talent agencies in the world. So I think you're going to see a lot more celebrity involvement with WWE, and that may aggravate some people. But it's worked. And WWE's gone in that direction with Logan Paul. Big stuff like that. It's worked. Whether or not you like it, it's worked. Numbers don't lie, right? Uh, people ask me, when will when will the, Dustin saying, when will the Cavender twins going to be in WWE wrestlers? Well, they appeared on uh, WWE NXT. I think you'll see them in NXT first. They are the very popular social media darlings, popular in the college sports world. We're part of the next in line recruitment program from uh, college ranks for WWE. And that's been a big uh, effort by them. And the Cavender twins are certainly most popular. I have no time frame for when they could debut. There's some people who may not debut for WWE and there's some people that may and that's part of developing stars and talents and getting them on television seeing that they are and people competing for spots uh PJ Smith what part will Dana White play in all this he's the president of the UFC I think he'll say the president of the UFC uh I don't think you'll see uh, a ton of he, he's not gonna be booking Monday at Raw or SmackDown or anything like that don't think that's gonna happen uh but it'll be interesting to see how these two brands can kind of can they coexist <laughs> yeah for lack of a better phrase yeah the old wrestling trope uh, when I get to more of your things here, uh, more of the uh, merger talk. How about Triple H 
he has been there since 2015, not on the board. Yeah, Triple H is not on the board of WWE executives. Uh, there is 11 seats on the board. Six of them are held by members of Endeavor or TKO. And then five of WWE are held by WWE people. Uh, and uh, it's interesting, you know, Nick Khan is still involved in this. Big Nick Khan story, by the way. Nick Khan had something to say uh, about CM Punk and a possible WWE return. How do you feel about it? Do you want to see it happen? I know it's something I've been talking to you guys about a lot, but plenty of you have been uh, getting mad at me about this, but this is the truth of the matter. Uh, Nick Khan uh, obviously hitting the media circuit to talk about this big merger being completed. He's speaking with ESPN's Mark Ramondi, and the topic of CM Punk came up. Whether or not WWE would be interested in bringing CM Punk back following his firing from AEW. That is the exact wording from Mark Ramondi. I don't want to misquote him. It's worth noting this was not a yes or no question. And that would be a really, really unfair question to ask him. A really, really unfair question to ask him. Uh, And this is certainly somebody, a talent of his size and uh, the price tag attached to him. Uh, that Endeavor is going to be involved in making that decision uh, and that Vince McMahon and Triple H and Nick Khan are going to be involved in bringing a CM Punk into the company, just like they would a, a major, a major, major talent. This is what he said. Listen, we only have respect for Phil Brooks. That's Punk's real name. He's being very corporate and legal here. He didn't say Punk. Uh, we appreciate his run here. We appreciate what he did and tried to do with the UFC. Of course, he had two unsuccessful fights, but still was an attraction for UFC. Khan goes on. Not many people can get in there and do what he did. So when we have respect, when, when so when we have respect for Phil, we wish him nothing but the best. Obviously, I've seen a lot of people um write this off as like, oh, but no, thank you. You know, but he didn't say no thank you. He didn't say not at this time. He didn't say no. He was very coy about it, uh, but he said they respect him. He didn't discredit him. He didn't say, oh, yeah, you tried your dumb thing. No, and that's not what Nick Khan's going to do either. He's just not that guy. He hasn't displayed that type of um, outward competitiveness. or He's not outwardly dismissive about a lot of different things. And this wasn't a yes or no question. So very tactful answer. Tactful. I think that's the best way of describing it, you know, because this is a possibility of what's to say he does come back, but you don't want fans knowing when that's going to happen, right? You want to keep them guessing. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching. I really, really appreciate it. If you haven't done so, go ahead and hit the like button, right? Go ahead and hit the like button. Let me know what you thought of this uh, this video, of this live stream, of this podcast. If you're listening to the podcast side of things, you listen to me for over 30 minutes. Wow. Thank you so much. Why don't you go and give us a five-star review on whatever podcast app you're up on right now. On the audio podcast feed of Sports Key to Wrestling, you can get weekly shows with Vince Russo covering Monday Night Raw and Wrestling Outlaws with the recently crowned NWA World Champion EC3 also joining them. Teddy Long and Bill Apter along with Mac Davis on Wrestling Time Machine and a new episode of Dutch Mental on Smack Talk along with Rick Aquino and SP3. All of that audio for free, plus exclusive interviews, plus me with these breaking news chats and all this good stuff. All of it 
in one podcast feed, okay? You don't have to subscribe to multiple podcast feeds. It's all in one feed. Go ahead and stream that audio wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, wherever you get them, you can get the audio version of these uh, shows, just like the one I'm doing right now. Now, if you're watching right now, something that really, really does help us out is just hitting the like button. I know I'm doing the pluggy plug things at the end, uh, but I will uh, try and see if I can see people. With the, with the merger, will we see CM Punk returning to WWE? You know, it changes things. You're absolutely right. Uh, want to try and get some of these in here. People saying FWWE. This is wrong. Uh, <laughs> WWE better than less than football. Who cares if it's better than football? It's so crazy. Um, here, I'll talk about this one. Sebastian Tarta. Will it be possible for Forbidden Door, WWE, AEW? It would be a banger. Oh, yeah, sure. It'd be fun, but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, the closest thing you're going to get to that is Xavier Woods and Kenny Omega playing video games together. They did this in the past. Xavier Woods, of course, owns the Up, Up, Down, Down channel, uh, and you have uh, him talking trash, Kenny Omega with Demetrius from UFC, uh, and maybe the three of them will do some type of video game thing. I think you'd see some charity stuff. I don't think you'd see a, uh, an AEW, WWE thing anytime soon. How is my girl Rhea Ripley feeling and doing from last night? She got banged up. She got messed up by Nia Jax. I can tell you she probably isn't feeling good here. Uh, other people signing in here. Uh, oh, people asking this. So this is under one company, TKO, or will they remain UFC or WWE? What will the company be known? So they're going to operate as separate entities. Endeavor has said this. Uh, they're under the Endeavor umbrella, uh, but they'll trade as one thing on the stock exchange together, and that'll be TKO. So when you search TKO, if you want to buy a stock, that's where you go. Uh, I want to make sure I get to all your questions here. Uh, Lynn saying, do, we, do you think they'll be changing uh, the TV show in the future? I kind of covered this in the future. There's a possibility of it. I don't know what that could be, but it could be how the shows are distributed, uh, possibly. If WWE wants to go the full o OTT streaming route, um, either with a different, I think they're definitely going to try and do it with a different service, you know, because it proved to be so profitable for them to run WWE Network on Peacock, on something else. It was better for them. Uh, what does this mean for Canadian watchers? You know, can, I mentioned the international rights are all over the place. I think WWE stays with TSN. I really, really do. Though, I, I you know, the Canadian market of television isn't nearly as high. Obviously, it's marginal compared to the United States. It isn't any discredit, just is what it is. Uh, and, uh, you know, the CRTC, the governing body of Canadian television and radio, they're going to want something like WWE on television. And they're going to uh, a government body, I think, as they have been, will sign off on these deals and different stuff like that. I think uh, something makes me think they would want to try and find something there. Any update on Braun Strowman? No update at this time. With the merger, we uh, will need see new sets. Everyone always asks about new sets, new looks and different things like that. I think you'd see some new stuff, some new marketing tie ins. Uh, the way sponsorships are done now in WWE could really, uh, you could see some differences. Uh, WWE has, they put like sponsorship around the ring on those video boards. You saw it with the Cinnamon Toast Crunch stuff at WrestleMania. You saw it at Payback. I could see them doing something uh, much more in the ring. I think, I think you could see something much more in the ring. Uh, and that was always a, a reported thing that Vince McMahon was, I don't want sponsorship on the ring itself. The ring is sacred. You can do sponsorship as close to it as you can, but not like that. WCW one time had Slim Jim ring posts, right? Um, and WWE has a deal with Slim Jim, but you know, could that change? Could you see sponsorship on the ring? I think that's a distinct possibility. 
moving forward. All right. I loved answering all your questions, including the extra ones I did here at the end. You can follow me on the Instagram at Kev Kellum six. That's at Kev Kellum six. My comedy clips are up there doing a lot of cool stuff. Roast Battle Chicago, my live uh, combative comedy show, has a new full free special debuting tomorrow on YouTube. Go subscribe and subscribe to Sports Keto Wrestling on YouTube. We just dropped a bunch of new cool videos, including one about the entire history of the Rhodes family. So much stuff to cover. Thank you guys for watching. Hope you enjoyed the show. And remember, when watching wrestling, moving forward, we're going to have some new owners here. And we can still, though, enjoy wrestling.